0: What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that?
1: Hey, friendos, Steve here. L. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here youtube.com forward slash Larson, Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Larson. Uh, where we will be doing our recap of Elimination Chamber this coming Sunday. But of course, prior to that, we're going to have our live reactions for uh, Elimination Chamber over on the YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you're watching the show right now on YouTube, hey, hit that subscribe button and maybe even that little notify bell next to it because that helps grow the channel or something. I don't know. Anyways, you'll always know when we're talking about wrestling, I guess, if uh, you do that. Uh, so anyways, we had the uh, the go. It kind of felt like the one episode where they really addressed Elimination Chamber prior to Elimination Chamber. I know they talked about it last week, but I didn't watch that episode of Raw. So for me, this was basically oh. the lone episode of Raw that they talked about Elimination Chamber. I know they did last week, though. Anyways, and it's the last one before Elimination Chamber, so yeah, we so got go a home, lot of stuff home, figured sure, out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, kind of
2: stuff. Yeah. So, they did judging, stuff in place last week, but yeah, you didn't watch it. So it, it, as far as you're concerned, last Monday never happened. Non-canon for me, man. Which was two your betterment because, man. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Ooh. Maybe you enjoyed Raw a bit more today because you didn't have to watch it last That's entirely possible. Also, I killed a massive plate
1: of nachos in your name. And it was awesome. Stop saying that. I eventually. Stop uh, <laughs> saying that. <laughs> okay, all right. So Enough. Uh, well, we've been talking during our Twitch pre-show. Uh, we are obviously on two different pages about Raw tonight, which is totally fine. We have agreed to disagree in the past. We're going to play a little bit of good cop, bad cop tonight, but maybe we can get on common ground hold before on,
2: that. On. I didn't say Raw. I mean, we talked about the pre-show. I didn't say Raw was bad. I just thought it was mediocre. And because it's mediocre, uh, mediocre in comparison to trash, it's seen as good. That's all I, I said.
1: Okay, so, I, I no, I, and, and I agree with that. I agree with that. But then, but my... Me talking about Raw is gonna just gonna sound a bit rosier than you talking about Ra, if if the pre show is to be believed. Um let's talk about this briefly though. Uh apparently Lacey Evans is actually pregnant. That's according to Wrestling Inc., yes. Uh and uh she mentioned as such tonight. I was kind of surprised that she was even allowed. I, I mean I t- I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know what the various levels of clearance are. I was kind of surprised they
2: even let her up on the apron. When you're I don't like, know, maybe they, they, they had to find yeah yeah you think they could have found another way maybe to you know uh, break the news that she is pregnant. literally a million different ways would have been better yeah than the and like in fact they the did. way I wonder if the, literally what the situation was is that they had the script done for the show uh you know prior, well prior than how they normally do it, at least for that part of it. and then they found out she was pregnant because according to wrestling Inc, uh she told them today, I think. Hmm. Um. So then yeah. they just take that segment of the show, cross out what was there at the end, including that promo before the match. Right. Um. They kept that, but just the part at the end. It's like, okay, she doesn't tag in. She backs off the apron. She grabs the mic. Says she's pregnant.
1: It. It really sounds like that was the case. Because what that was a weird promo. So the sequence, if you haven't seen Raw, this is what happened. Her, Peyton Royce, and uh, Ric Flair all come down because they're going to have a tag match with Charlotte and Asuka. Mm-hmm. Um, before the match starts, Lacey Evans has a promo where she talks about, uh, God, I honestly don't know what she They have like a little candy for Valentine's Day that says, bite me on it for Charlotte. Yeah, and then she bad, looks bad, at bad. Asuka. Bad. It was bad stuff. And Peyton looks so uncomfortable to be there. Uh, she looks over at Oscar and says, "Sorry, Oscar, I don't have a present for you, but this Sunday at Elimination Chamber, you're going to be gifting me that title or something like that." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it it's like, "Oh man, you know, now I have a hard decision to make for predictions because are they going to do this?"
2: Here, yeah, they're still they're still promoting a match that they know full well isn't going to happen at that point.
1: Right, right. And then uh, so they have a match. And I'm doing the air quotes thing where Peyton Royce is the only competitor from her team to be in there. Um, Peyton Royce goes to tag in Lacey Evans. And instead of get in, she gets down, gets on the mic and say, says, Hey, Charlotte, I have something to tell you I'm pregnant. And then Flair turns and Rick flair turns around and he's like, Woo, what really? Just call me the daddy. Woo. All that stuff. Ooh. I was doing the, the crossing like the, um, so, Yeah, so evidently, I guess now that match is not going to happen.
2: Seem to be the case. And they did nothing outside of that segment to address any of that. Yeah. Like, is Asuka just not have a match now at uh, 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 Elimination Chamber?
1: It was like her first
2: title defense in forever.
1: How long was this segment from beginning to end, would you say? Ten minutes? Yeah, that sounds fair. 10 minutes, including maybe a commercial break. Like when they started the match or something like that, they couldn't found a different like way to do 10 minutes, like just Charlotte versus Peyton Royce. And then Lacey Evans comes down to distract. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte about to approach her says, hold on, Charlotte, you can't touch me. I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there is, th- this was just, we, I, it feels like exactly what you said. They had the script and they marked out the end, not remembering that at the beginning they directly referenced the match that now cannot take place.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It's it's just it, it, that was a mess.
2: Yeah, it was a mess. I mean, I you know if I guess they really want to sell the swerve aspect of Lacey saying she's pregnant, well then you got to keep up the ruse that the match at Elimination Chamber is going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, what's the end game for Lacey? She you know is just like uh, you know uh, sticking it in Charlotte's feels like emotionally, I guess, hurting her feelings because she's pregnant with her dad's kid. Yeah, that's a pretty... uh, Yeah, I
1: I mean, to be honest with you, it's probably been on a bunch of soap operas. I haven't watched a lot of them, but that would not shock me if that was a storyline there. Um, So yeah, I mean, beyond that, I don't know. I thought Raw, it was a step up. Was it a mediocre episode of Raw? I would have put it above that. I would have put it as a good episode of Raw. I'll be honest, for me, it was... And again, maybe this was because I, I got to take a week off. Thank you, Enforcer. All hail Enforcer. Um, it felt like the first time in a long time. And I know you're going to hard disagree with this. Felt like the first time in a long time that because of the gauntlet, that three hours was actually warranted. And I haven't said that about Raw in a very
2: long One thing long I mentioned time. Uh, uh, on the pre-show kickoff. Show was that so much Raw is just riddled with so much Inefficiency mm-hmm. Like you said the the Miz TV segment At the beginning you didn't mind Yeah, Because in comparison to other Miz TV so Everything about Raw is relative to, uh, to Raw as the normal um, As co- compared to other episodes of Raw This segment of Miz TV wasn't that bad um, But really The only bit of it that mattered Was Miz at the end Saying it wasn't going to be Elimination Chamber there was a more efficient way to do that would have taken up half the time, maybe a third of the time.
1: Uh, yeah, but I don't think it Miz dropping out was kind of a big deal. The thing okay, the thing that I liked in the macro sense of Raw tonight, in the larger, bigger picture, is that it it, it actually did have the one thing that Raw so often lacks, and that's stakes in a through line. It's the yeah. thing that the elimination chamber really actually mattered tonight. And people were jockeying to get in when Miz totally. dropped out. Totally. And for totally. and and for that to be the catalyst, I thought that having him talk over Drew for three to five minutes or whatever it was. And then Drew hits him with that headbutt, which was a really clear looking headbutt, really clean looking headbutt. And he gets on the mic. He he does that great throw of the money in the bank. And then he leaves and then Miz Every once in a while, Miz can pull out that talking smack voice of his, where he looks into the camera and they go close up on him. And they did that with this, and him dropping that "I'm out of elimination chamber" felt heavier because of that build. I thought it was actually a fairly well paced Miz TV, and this is coming from the guy who hates
2: Miz TV I with a passion. There's thought so it was many. All right. There's so many talking bits on Raw, like AJ's promo before the Gauntlet match, completely unnecessary. I agree still with in that. Time. Agree There's with that. so much on Raw I feel like just is there to fill time. And you, I feel like there's probably a way you cut another Miz TV segment, you cut half the time off of it, you get the same effect. I but, think so. I'll disagree with that,
1: but I, I, maybe we can agree that Lucha House Party and Matt Riddle, I'm so over them tacking together. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know why they're doing it anymore.
2: And it, I mean, it, it, we, know, we know Riddle's supposed to be this goofy guy. That promo adds nothing to his character. That nothing. adds
1: nothing. And honestly, it they could nothing. have they could have, I mean, I know maybe, you know, it's a wrestling show, do wrestling, do wrestling matches, but Mm -hmm. let's say they had two hours. If you want to start talking about efficiency, Matt Riddle could have been dropping a promo about wanting to come back after at some point, Riddle has to be pissed off about this Bobby Lashley stuff. You know, at some point,
2: cool. He seems to be totally cool to see hurt hurt locks all day.
1: At some point he needs to come back and say, Hey, uh, Bobby Lashley snapped on me last week. I want my shot back. Um, And instead, he was just uh, going on about presidents and stuff. And then, of course, he's not paying attention. You know, Bob Lashley isn't out there with him. Of course, he can be behind you, and he gets put in the hurt lock again. Um, now, if 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 we're talking efficiency, yes, you do that in a promo. Where a riddle comes out. He demands a rematch with Lashley, and instead, he just gets put in a hurt lock again. And you've just shaved 20 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever off your show. Um, I completely agree with that. That is one segment that I could have done without completely. But
2: you know what the problem is? Raw is three hours long. <laughs> okay. All right. I know. I know. And I agree. I agree. That is the root of so many of Raw's problems. It really is. I, I will agree so with you. So you have all that these one. segments that are there. They're simply to fill time, rather, to advance stories. I was happy
1: though when they had that gauntlet start at the at the top of the third. Yeah, it was cool they gave us a full last hour. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I like that. We had some good, I thought the gauntlet was pretty decent too. Um, let's just kick it off though. Uh, we started off with Ms. TV with Drew McIntyre. Uh, Miz does a thing. Uh, he starts talking, and every time he sort of stops to make a point and allows his guest to talk, As soon as his guest is about to talk, he starts talking. So he says, this week, statistically speaking, your road to WrestleMania could end at Elimination Chamber. Uh, He just keeps on talking. Drew finally yells at Miz, shut the hell up. Uh, And he warns him not to interrupt again. Drew starts to talk. Miz does interrupt, eats a Glasgow kiss. Uh, Then Drew picks up the Money in the Bank briefcase, launches it at the stage. Uh, And then uh, Miz, after Drew leaves, Gets back on, talks about elimination chamber. Says he's a master strategist. Uh, uh, let's see here, and then yeah, Miz. Doesn't, it doesn't exactly work out for Miz in
2: the end, though, does it? No, not really. Miz claims he's in control, a la Eric Bischoff. Well, he says I'm. Wor- I'm working on an entirely different level, addressing what Edge said about him last week.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, and then he says uh, he's removing himself from the elimination
2: chamber match. Like most, every, seemingly most of what he said after Drew left was directed was was a response to what edge said about him last week i'm mm-hmm. thinking a whole other level i see you know there's so many variables in play that's one thing could go wrong but only one thing needs to go right and i can cash in i'm thinking a whole other level i'm a master strategist mm-hmm. uh but yeah end result he's out of the chamber match uh, yeah. next hurt business versus lucha house party matt riddle in six man tag action before the bout uh, steve mentioned it uh Riddle walks up Lucha House Party, asks him about the favorite presidents, mentions Lincoln oh, as he was in that yeah. vampire documentary. It's Teddy Roosevelt and his favorite Harrison Ford.
1: Wait, did he call? Did he
2: call him Roosevelt? Yeah, Teddy <laughs> I didn't Roosevelt. that? And he says because monoc- he, he, he had the monocle too. That was pretty funny. Uh, so, anyways, uh, her business is in control of this, in this match for a long time uh, until uh, Metalik hits Shelton with a DDT. Riddle and Cedric come in. Uh, they go back and forth. Riddle has the upper hand for a bit. Uh, eventually though, MVP's back in. He decks Riddle, hits ball and elbow. He was selling knee. Uh, Luchas party break up that pin and then things kind of break down. Cedric hits Metalik with a lumbar check. Shelton hits Lindsay with a knee and then Riddle knees Shelton out of the ring and then Lindsay falls with a springboard splash onto him and then Riddle hits a final flash and then a floating bro and MVP to get the win. Uh, Riddle, Luchas party go up the ramp. Lashley comes out destroys Lucha House Party, uh, puts Riddle in the hurt lock yet again.
3: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com.
1: After that, we had uh, Ms. and Adam Pierce backstage, and Ms. is saying, Hey, thanks for the opportunity to be in Elimination Chamber. Um, He says, you know what, I'm out though, and I'd like to suggest a young up-and-comer, hungry, reaching for the brass ring to be in my place in Elimination Chamber, and of course I want to choose the noticeably absent John Morrison. And Pierce is like, okay, and so he says, I'll take it under consideration. Uh, After that, uh, Mandy Rose is backstage chatting up Bad Bunny. She's got on one of his t-shirts, asks if uh, she could cop one for her friend uh, Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. And uh, she leaves. Enter, David priest. Hola, friendo. And uh, they have an impromptu interview with Sarah. They're both very happy to be there. Uh, Bad Bunny's going to be on SNL this weekend, apparently. Yeah, they promoted uh, that a ton tonight. They did. Uh, meanwhile, right next to them, <clears throat> they're interrupted by Tazawa rolling up our truth for the 24-7 title. He's excited. He runs into Priest, who slams Tazawa into a case. He falls over. Priest looks down, says "Dale, get on him." And then Bad Bunny goes and pins uh Tazawa for the for the win. Mm-hmm. New 24/7 title. He got a picture with Triple H
2: pointing. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh next, New Day, they walk up to Adam Pearce, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston. Kofi's wondering why Pearce is considering putting Morris in the Tamer match, uh yet Kofi as former WWE champion is not getting the same consideration. Uh, uh, Wood says Pierce has no idea So Sorry, Kofi says You weren't around when I won the title And then P- Wood says "Yeah, Pierce has no idea Because uh, he hasn't given Xavier His best of five match Final match against Retribution uh, And he says there's four people in the match Why not put Kofi in Yeah, Kofi says yeah if Miz is out then I'm in Miz wanders in Wonders why the New Day are there Kofi says well essentially I'm in the match Woods adds that Morrison has never been WWE champion. Miz says he was ECW champion. Kofi says, Miz, you don't get a pick to replacement. Pierce tells everybody to relax. Suggests Miz face Kofi tonight. If Miz wins, Morrison is in. Kofi is in. If he wins, uh, Woods says it's time for Kofi Mania Part two. Miz says something about sequel sucking. And the new day were like, well, sequel suck. What about Marine four? What about Marine Five? What about Marine six? Uh yeah, did they ever they did they a reference a commentary
1: of reference why Morrison wasn't there?
2: They probably should. No, just Ms just biz mentioned that he was uh, uh talking to a producer about recording a Bad Bunny diss track. Ah, okay. So he said okay. on Biz TV. Okay, all right. Uh, after that
1: we had a nice little elimination chamber video package. Two of them tonight, and after that we had uh the bit. We already went down this bit, so we don't have to reiterate. The the Charlotte Lacey Evans Oscar Peyton Royce bit yeah. with the match and stuff, uh, and then after that we had a Sheamus interview uh, about the Gauntlet match tonight. Uh, he basically said, "I shouldn't have to do this. I challenged Drew. Drew accepted. That's a verbal commitment. I don't. Do, I shouldn't have to do this." So uh, yeah, there's that. And then we had a really good Miz versus Kofi Kingston match uh, for that Chamber spot. Um, I, th- I thought that this was, they gave this a ton of time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, th- again, that's another thing that Raw, when it's crap, is usually lacking in really long, really good matches. Yeah. Um, and this was one of those which helped Raw tonight. Uh, and uh, yeah, Kofi ended I'm getting the win with a Trouble in Paradise
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: after Miz worked the hell out of his knee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was. I thought this was pretty good stuff.
2: It was. It was a solid match. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: in the in Kofi selling his knee would come into play later. Mm-hmm. After that, Lana and Naomi have an interview. Lana says, uh, Naya and Shayna walk around like they're the best of all time." I, Lana says, "I just want to be my best every week. I'm just trying to reach my full potential. If I win, that's just the cherry on top." Mm-hmm. Uh, and she talks about how uh, she has Naomi by her side. Naomi adds that. Uh, Nia deserved to go through the table, and then they make a bunch of hole jokes, mm-hmm. referencing Nia saying ow my hole, my hole."
1: You uh, know, I mean, as many times they run that clip, I can't get enough of it. Nia is really funny saying. The delivery
2: uh, on "Al my hole" was fantastic. Nia, for a great. long time, has been very good in her in-ring banter, her She's, trash talk. She She's, is. She is. Uh, uh,
1: after that, we had uh, Randy Orton promo. Uh, he says, tonight I'm going to win the gauntlet, become the final entrant. He was about to drop his catchphrase RKO uh, and right on the O. Uh, it cuts to Alexa sort of in a very darkened funhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says something like, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. In the future, he will be reborn. And then the camera sort of is above her, and she's like sitting in the middle of a pentagram. With candles so at each point. Doing some sort of... Occult stuff. Occult magic stuff. I don't know. And then magic she's laughing clapping
2: and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, after that (laughs) Lana versus Shayna Baszler Uh, Shayna of course goes right after Lana's arm Mm. Lana you know tries to get a little offense and at one point slaps Shayna Shayna's like "Mm -mm," drops with clothesline gets two Uh, then eventually though uh, Lana does reverse move sends uh, Shayna to the second turnbuckle looks for a comeback Shayna fends it off uh, puts her up on the top rope looks for a gut red suplex Lana fights that off, hits crossbody, gets two. They trade kicks, so they're both selling on the mat. Then Naya goes over and attacks Naomi, rams her into the apron, tossing the barricades, looking for a or made to drive her into the ring post. Instead, Naomi escapes, pushes Naya into the ring post, and then kicks her into the ring steps. Uh, Shayna is distracted by all that. She tries to go after Naomi. Lana rolls up Shayna. Shayna kicks out, hits Lana with the knee, uh, seeks in the clutch to get the win.
1: After that, uh, Braun Strowman walks up to Pierce and uh, he's annoyed that he's not in the Elimination Chamber and all these other people are getting a jockey for it, especially Morrison. Pierce says, Look, dude, I'm sorry. It's out of my hands. Uh, It's former WWE Champions Elimination Chamber. Braun's like, Well, I'm a former Universal Champion. And uh, he's like, Look, dude, that's just, that's the deal. It's not, you know, it's out of my hands. It's Shane. He sort of pawns it off on Shane. He didn't want to deal with Braun. Uh, and, uh, he says, Braun says, all right, fine. We'll take this message to Shane says he needs to make this right. Otherwise it's not going to be pretty around here. Now they didn't really follow this up. Uh, I was almost
2: expecting Braun to interfere in the, in the gauntlet match to try to find a way to squeeze himself into that chamber bout.
1: It would have made a ton of sense, but I guess that sort of just leaves either the chamber or the fact that he doesn't get in the chamber next raw. For him to then not make things pretty
2: around there, which maybe he'll go at chamber, rip the door off chamber, and and uh, lay some people out. That could be. Um,
1: I know you took issue with Pierce uh, and Braun. I don't know if you wanted to get into that. You here. know, it,
2: it, I'll keep I'll keep it simple. For me, it's just a long standing thing. When they set up rules for their universe, in this instance, to be in this chamber match, you have to be a former WB champion, and you could talk about. In a bubble, it's not a huge deal. But as a long standing thing where WB sets up rules in their own show, in their own universe, and don't follow through on them, it it, it gets annoying. So when Miz asks Pierce, or tells Pierce, Hey, I want Morrison to take my spot, Pierce should have out of hand and said, No, he's not a former WB champion. That I agree. Because he's not. Because isn't he Kobe is. the only other
1: guy that on the roster that would lay claim to that,
2: I'd have to double check,
1: but I'm just sort of off the top of my head. I'm yeah. thinking, uh, La- no, not Lashley, no, not Lashley, nobody in hurt business. Uh...
2: so like if he wants, if he has his beef with Braun, it says, No, you're not in because you're a universal champion, but really, he doesn't want to deal with Braun, whatever. That part actually doesn't bug me as much as, as him even considering Morrison being in the match because he was never world or, or WB or universal champion. When Miz says that she just said flat out, no. He doesn't meet the criteria.
1: Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I mean, we we did have a disagreement about it earlier, and I thought that I thought that when I saw when when, when I remember Pierce Claiming to be following the letter of the law and giving Miz his briefcase back, maybe he's just he just considers Miz a decent guy or something. I don't know. He has an affinity for Miz somehow because we saw him give him his money in the bank briefcase back. And so when Miz comes up to him and says, Hey, I want my guy in there, well, Morrison's a very decorated guy. And I see why he would out of hand dismiss Braun because Braun headbutted him uh and and got suspended for it. And so he's gonna be a dick to Braun, and be like, uh-uh, leave me alone. Whereas with Miz coming up to him, it's less, you know, it's it's like, well, I don't have a grudge against you, so all right, I'll take it under consideration. Morrison's who wouldn't want to see Morrison in the chamber, for one thing, because he's great. And so Pierce has the ability to make judgment calls like
2: that because he has the, the, the proxy of the WWE of, of Shane or Vince it, or whatever. I understand that. But the consistency of saying to one person, you can't be in the match because you never won this title. But then using that same criteria saying, I'll consider you to be in it. You know, you could say, I understand him not wanting Braun in there. Fair enough. Won't argue that. But to consider Morrison even for a spot in there when he's never met the, 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 the criteria that he put forth. Um, it, that just, it's, it's, it's creating the rules in your universe and not falling through on them. It's the same thing over and over and over on raw. I see here. This is, this is, this is the difference though. For me, this is the difference
1: when the rules are changed and they come out of nowhere. If they just change, like there's no, and I don't, I'm not saying that Pierce was explaining it here but we see characters interact with each other, trying to jockey and get the guy who is the gatekeeper, if you will, yes, to change and to follow. They're basically, they're politicking him. I'm fine with that because you see the guy who's making the decisions, make the decisions when you have stuff like, and I don't know, I mean you can, there's a million different ways WWE has changed the rules on whatever uh you know the, the when they when they went when they did the thing where oh we're going to commercial break uh and we don't show wrestling during commercial break so all of a sudden it's going to be a 2 out of 3 falls match right that's when there's this weird invisible thing happening that can't be explained that all of a sudden there's a ton of 2 out of 3 falls matches i can't stand when the rules are just changed and we're supposed to go along with it if the characters are changing the rules based on their own biases and judgment, I'm okay with that. That, to me, is just characters acting and they're human so they can be irrational sometimes. They can make decisions that are going against the spirit of what's supposed to be happening.
2: Now, if, if, if I had more of a sense that Pierce actually had some affinity for The Miz and Morrison outside of one instance where he gave him the briefcase, where it's more like, hey, well, you know, this, by the, the letter of the law, you get this back. Then maybe i'd be inclined to agree but it just for me it just feels like we have to find some explanation why braun is a former champion is is in this match even though he's on raw so we'll just have this that's it it just feels like lazy writing to me yeah i'm not because it's because raw hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt yeah a long time yeah
1: in this case i can see the i can see the plot points play out so i'm okay with it um but, I mean, I take your point. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend Raw all day for crappy writing because I know damn well that they have a lot of crappy writing. Um, so, uh, after that, we had the gauntlet match. AJ Styles started things off. He had a killer performance in the gauntlet, Added as, as did Drew McIntyre. Uh, he had a promo first. Like you mentioned before, fairly, uh, you know, uh, uh, disposable stuff here. Yeah. Uh, saying, is Kofi trying to recreate Kofi mania? Uh, I kind of feel like they just sort of threw AJ out there and be like, "Hey, uh, can you just kill do time. a promo first and kill some time?" Kill some time. Uh, he said uh, somehow he fought his way into the chamber on the road to WrestleMania. It's almost like it's his destiny, but it isn't though because I'm going to destroy his dreams. I'm going to destroy his destiny. Uh, he said something about Ritz and M Ms. I didn't really get. Anyway, grits, grits.
2: I thought you said grits. Grits and M Ms. Is that That's what he what said? I thought he said. That's what I thought he said. Was it Ritz like Ritz crackers or grits? Shit, I don't know at this point. I, I thought he know. said grits. No,
1: no idea. Grits and M&M's? I mean, that's as weird as Ritz and M&M's, so I don't know.
0: Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move.
1: Uh, Kofi's still selling uh, the the previous match mm-hmm. with the Miz, so that obviously played into this. All right, uh, Jorge D says it was grits and evidence. There you go. Uh, so AJ took a tumble to the outside at one point. It looked like he banged his head pretty hard against the floor too. That mm-hmm. looked ugly. Uh, Kofi sort of jumped on him, and Xavier Woods got on the uh, the now sturdy commentary desk <laughs> and uh, started tromboning at him. That, that pissed off Amos, who uh, uh, grabbed Xavier Woods and dumped him behind the barricade. Uh, I kind of kind of felt that was a bit deserved, man. If you see your dude on the ground
2: and some guys over there with the trombone doing this, it's kind of a shame they they picked like the worst possible uh, camera shot for the actual toss over the. They the barricade. do that with the
1: moss to make it look like you know, oh, this is how big he is. You know, let's get a camera get guy down the near setup, his feet.
2: But, but it's hard to tell what actually happened to to Woods as it was happening because you couldn't really see the barricade there. I know, I know, I agree. Uh so uh so
1: once he does that the ref starts giving it to Amos and starts sort of kicking him out and saying hey you got to get out of here you got to get out of here. Uh as the ref is backing down Amos to tell him to leave, AJ sort of notices the ref is distracted. He sees Kofi and runs at him and gives him a big chop block. Uh mm-hmm. after putting him in a pretty decent fight, uh though AJ uh hits a phenomenal forearm for 3 on Kofi Kingston up next Drew McIntyre.
2: Yeah, so uh, Drew gets in there. He's in control immediately. He even busts out like a Mishinoku driver. I don't know if we've seen Drew hit a Mishinoku driver in WWE yet. Uh, though, eventually, AJ hits a shot to the throat, mounts a comeback. Drew shakes that off, hits reverse Alabama slam, sets up for Claymore. Instead, AJ hits him with a drop kick. And the drop kicks him out of the ring, follows the forearm on the floor, hits like a PK on the apron. Then another phenomenal forearm-type thing off the apron that drives Drew into the ring post. Uh Drew does mount to come back, tosses AJ across the ring a couple times, goes for a top rope axe handle. AJ counters with the geary. He looks for a Styles Clash. Drew backdrops him. Uh, AJ sinks in a calf crush. after that. Drew breaks it up with a uh, headbutt. AJ goes for a phenomenal form. Drew evades that, hits AJ with the Claymore to get the W. Next up, Jeff Hardy. He had a little picture-in-picture promo on his way to the ring, talking about taking risks.
1: Yeah. but <laughs> you're always That's like,
2: uh, you don't need to take any more risks, Jeff Hardy. You've taken yeah, enough risks to do You've done enough,
1: Jeff, Jeff Harvey. Uh, and then he say, like, to punctuate, he says something like, it's time to paint. Is that what he said? Was it? I don't know. Evidently, I'm not I'm not hearing anything on Raw tonight I correctly. Know. So maybe I'm know. off on that. I don't know. I'm not going to recount anything anybody said anymore.
2: All right. Very uh, well. Very well. Yeah. So Hardy starts pretty fast. Gets a Whisper uh, of the Wind. That gets him a two. Uh, he goes for a jawbreaker later on. Drew counters with the knee. Uh, hits a neck breaker, uh, sets up for a future shock. Hardy escapes that. Uh, Drew escapes a twist of fate, then does hit fu- uh, future shock DDT. Hardy kicks out of that, rolls out of the ring. Drew suplexes him to the floor. Uh, Drew puts Hardy at to the top rope to trade some blows up there. Drew gets the superplex, gets a two, goes for a claymore. Hardy ducks that, hits a twist of fate, goes for a swanton. Drew gets his knees up, hits a claymore to get the W. Out next, Randall Keith Orton. He did say it's time to paint. Okay, so I heard that
1: right. He said, let's get creative. It's time to paint. Okay, kids, get out your watercolors. It's time to paint. You have a match now, Mr. Uh, uh, Itchweed. Uh, Mr. Willow. Where are we? We're on Randy Orton now? Yeah, Randall Keith Orton. All right, so uh, Randall Keith Orton comes out. Uh, They have a match. It
2: It instantly goes to commercial.
1: Okay, so yeah, it did. So back from commercial, Alexa shows up on the Thunderdome screens. And she's got a bunch of weird laughing sounds. And Randy is so put off by this, he keeps on just sort of waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And uh, the ref counts him out. Yeah. And so nothing really even happens here. He just gets counted out, and
2: that's pretty much it. Well, he tries uh, to get back in the ring, and then Drew Claymore's him.
1: Claymore's him back out. You're not getting back in here. You just got counted out, dude. Uh. So after that, we have Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Sheamus' video package plays. He's waiting for the entrance. uh uh-uh. Seamus runs up behind Drew McIntyre, attacks from behind. Uh, some really good stuff between these two. Drew's putting up a hell of a performance. Uh, Drew goes for a Claymore. Seamus dodges, hits a bro kick uh to get the pin here on Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. There's a great image there of Sheamus pinning the champion. He gets on the mic afterwards, says, I just pinned the WWE champion, which makes me and which makes me last in Elimination Chamber, which makes the odds on me to be the odds-on favorite to win the WWE championship. I'm going to prove Sunday that it's no fluke. And then we're out. That's Raw. Yeah. It was a
2: pretty brief show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's what Drew's only third like loss in a while or so, second loss in a while. It's a he', lost, it was he Got a, pinned by Randy. Get pinned by Randy once or twice during their whole thing. I know once obviously to win the title, but he got pinned in a tag match. I don't remember by who. Yeah. Don't here. Don't so they made a deal of, of of Drew getting pinned in that tag match.
1: Yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's, you know, to your point, it's very rare that that happens. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And this
1: was a, it was a pretty effective way. So yeah, we both know how this is going to go down. Sheamus is going to come out last. I mean, who knows? There might be more people in the chamber at the time, but it's going to come down to those two and they're going to have their match, uh, there, maybe they'll rematch it at fast lane. Uh, I'd still like to see, uh, uh, drew and Sheamus and Keith Lee somehow, uh, at Wrestlemania I think that's a triple threat that people be into but maybe you're right maybe it'll be Edge
2: yeah I'm just trying to think in terms of the, the pacing of storylines because you gotta assume Drew wins at Chamber then he and Sheamus have the one-on-one bout at Fastlane and so they really can't go back to that well again at Mania unless Sheamus somehow beats Drew for the title and then Drew gets it back at Mania
1: but that's yeah I, I have a real hard time yeah. believing
2: that's gonna happen
1: um, I mean, what do you think has more? So you've got Edge out there. What seems like it's on the road to a quicker ending? Drew
2: versus Sheamus or Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns? Well, I also feel like that they got more options for Reigns over on SmackDown than Raw has for McIntyre. I mean, pretty much for Drew, with who's on the roster, it's she- for Mania matchup is Sheamus, Keith Lee, or both of them. Mm-hmm, this yeah. kind of feels like it. Yeah. You know, unless uh, whereas, they
1: bring Brock back, which there hasn't yeah. been any indication.
2: or Or it's Edge. Whereas it's on SmackDown, you know, you have someone else win the cha- chamber match, lose to, to Roman uh, following that, mm-hmm. maybe a rematch at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, you can go back to Owens at Mania, but he'd have to win. Or you, or you still have Daniel Bryan there. Daniel Bryan, you have Cesaro. Yeah. I mean, Cesaro is a bit of a long shot, I think, to for a mania match but he's there in the picture he's still got jay again Mm -hmm. a long shot but you can't discount him entirely given the story they've told um i just feel like there's more options potentially and brock for that too
1: and brock for that too yeah yeah i'll be curious to see if brock is going to show up um they didn't mention edge at all
2: tonight did they Apart from Miz more or less addressing his criticisms of him last mm-hmm. week to open show, no. And then on Friday, last on Friday, Roman talked Dan, about him quite a bit. He did. Seems like that's probably going to be that's the match. probably where they're going to go. Yeah, that's probably where they're going to go.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know how that's going to if that's if that's main events night two. I'm still. Yeah, I got I got to get a little closer, man. I got to get a little
2: bit closer to WrestleMania to figure that one out.
1: Uh, let's see here. Let's answer some questions. Huh?
2: Sure. Nikyle. <laughs> says uh so Asuka is no opponent for Elimination Chamber so far. Power rank top three potential replacements for Lacey Evans other than Charlotte. <clears throat> uh I mean I know where all
1: my confidence points are gonna go if it's Peyton Royce. Yeah. I mean it's her tag team,
2: it's her tag team partner. Yeah. So. you can go Peyton uh I mean that would make the most sense.
1: Uh, you could go. There's zeros. There's no setup for it, so I
2: don't know. I mean, you. You couldn't do Alexa. Well, they're set up for Alexa. I mean, didn't Alexa. Alexa was on the verge of beating her until Randy Orton a few weeks back. Yeah, but like, I mean, any sort
1: of hint that that's going to turn into a match this Sunday. There's no more Raws
2: between now and No, I know, I know,
1: I know. I mean, yeah, if, they could, you they you they could no do setup, something do you, during the show.
2: Yeah, if, you don't, if you're if you cool not having any setup, then there's uh, a wealth of matches you could have, a wealth of opponents you could have for Asuka. You know, you could have Dana, you could have Mandy, you could have uh, Nikki Cross. Can Basically announce anybody us, can announce else on in the women's roster.
1: What's that? They're going to announce this on Twitter or something? I know, Maybe. I was just trying to think of some sort of, like, something that like a motivation that's already in place. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Twitter. Let's see if I mean, you know, if they actually wrote Oscar as an actual character, she could do an open challenge. And that would be totally like she has talked multiple times about loving challenges. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't she be an open challenge person?
2: Yeah, I know. Jorge D with Young Rock premiering tomorrow. What other young version of wrestlers which should get a show? Their story could be in kayfabe. That Excuse show me. looks good, by the way. That show looks really
1: good. It's like I like just promised. Just, yeah. This, the this, cast the, looks the, great. The, the cast looks fantastic. Uh, um, like, it, looks like real, it looks like a really looks like a high quality sitcom. You know, like it looks like a Malcolm in the middle where it's like, you know, it's not cheesy sitcom
2: garbage. Their story could be K. Faber's shoot. So, what other wrestlers should get the Young Rock treatment? Oh, uh, well, I mean, maybe not. I was thinking someone else who is a, 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 a third-generation wrestler. However, some of his adventures, shall we say, of his youth, I don't know how they want to talk about in a sort of lighthearted sitcom manner. I'm talking about Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. Yeah. You know what would be great? How about you do this? You do a Samoa Joe,
1: young Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe plays a 10-year-old Samoa Joe.
2: Good. <laughs> like, so, so, these- do, do you like forced perspective to make him look like? No. No, okay. he's just okay. huge. Okay. And
1: and he's supposed to be and he just acts like Samoa Joe, but it's supposed to be his recollection. It's his recollection of being a ten year old. Okay. That's good. But it, because it's told from his perspective, he's just Samoa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that'd be good. Oh, uh, white brownie. Should Oscar consider taking the Bowler route or stick around and hope it gets better? What on main roster?
1: I mean, she's champion. I mean, look, she's, I know, they don't, she's not, She they don't write her as, like, a real character. She's just holding the title. But on the other hand, she's been champion for a very long time now. I know, since what, uh, May? June, May, May, yeah. May I guess or June, yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, Alex Foster, if Pierce had to have a match of Mania, who would you want to be against? Uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, the other WWE official that shows up every once in a while? Pat Buck. Pat Buck. To officially qualify Adam Pierce as head WWE
2: official. That's good. Uh, night by night. Your closest neighbor has just built, built an enormous, towering water slide in their backyard. Though you're enticed by the obvious fun this ride could bring you, your neighbor informs you that... It is yet to be inspected and licensed for safe use by humans to ensure that you don't take any unnecessary risks. What raw superstar do you hire to test out the water slide on your behalf,
1: Ms. Because he was on that water slide show.
2: what was, what was that one called? Wasn't called cannonball. Cannonball. Thank Cannibal. you. Cannonball. Yeah. Someone mentioned that tonight. Yes. Oh, new day. New day mentioned that tonight, I believe. Yes. Crossface chicken stain. the AJ and Drew part makes me wish they're feuded longer. Agreed. I'm really surprised they didn't continue their feud whatsoever after TLC.
1: Yeah, same. I agree. Uh Christopher Rampersad asks, is the Miz going to cash in this Sunday? Um no, I feel like he's uh just a story device to sort of try to add tension to the proceedings. He keeps on threatening to do it, so he's always this looming thing. But on the other hand, he's the Miz, so he's not a threat. Exactly. In
2: any way shape or form I mean he was he was touting himself to be a Master strategist yet the strategy That he set forth tonight blew up in his face Because he dropped out of the chamber Match Morrison's not in there as proxy So whatever plans He had mm-hmm. Blew up uh, I'm just trying to do something Drew and Sheamus should touch until they eliminate Everyone else in the chamber that'd be cool
1: mm, That's good that'd Yeah cool. that's good
2: Uh, I don't know what my username is with the sub. Thank you very much. David Matushik. Do you
1: ever feel grossed out when it comes to old man, young woman storylines in general? I mean, how old is Lacey Evans? I think she's in her 30s. Mid-30s? She's old enough to make those decisions. Whatever they want. I mean, I don't want to watch them do it, but, you know, beyond that, I don't really care. They're grown up. They're
2: they're adults. This are real world people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh let's see. Uh, right. white brownie, you only have twenty dollars. You need to make dinner for your family. What's for dinner? No fast food or takeout, by the way. What meal can you make for twenty bucks? What meal can
1: you make for twenty bucks? Twenty bucks goes a long way. It
2: really does. I mean, I could
1: I could have made my I'm I'm pretty sure my meatloaf tomorrow is gonna be less than twenty bucks. Yeah,
2: you can make meatloaf for less than twenty bucks. Easy.
1: I mean, what's ground beef, like five bucks, six bucks, something like that? Like a pound yeah. and a half?
2: I can make chili for less than 20 bucks. They can make chili for like, yeah. Like Most expensive thing would be the, you know, if I got a, because I use chicken, I'll use ground beef for my, my chili. Mm-hmm. That's a little pricier than yeah. Yeah, if I get the chicken breast, it'll be that's like 12 bucks right there, but I get chicken thighs, it's cheaper.
1: Dude, you can get like a whole rotisserie chicken at Winko for five bucks. It's that's pretty too. cheap. Yeah, I know. It's, cost- it's Costco price. It's great.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: 20 bucks where is this person living gee whiz
2: uh ryan rubis cube full credits my roommate on this idea retribution attacks kofi on his way to the chamber on sunday and, and mustafa ali pulls an edge and locks himself in a pod to enter the match keeps the feud going and also is a mirror of when kofi got ali's spot yay or nay on the idea i think that'd be cool
0: you can host the best backyard barbecue
3: when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around, connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well, inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
2: Um, the really, dad Pierce would yeah. have to come out there. He locked him in the pod. said, sorry, Mustafa. You are not a former WWE champion. We can't have you in this match.
1: Unless he had an affinity for Mustafa Ali. But you wouldn't think he would because Retribution, like, you know, like took out the power a couple times on Raw. Yeah, I know. Um, let's see here.
2: How
1: do you think Moses opposes? How do you think Alexa or The Fiend will be involved in the Raw Elimination Chamber? Did Randy Orange is going to disappear from the chamber, right? Probably He's just going to be to go teleported. Down, poof, he'll be gone. He's going to be teleported out of the chamber.
2: Shane's birthday tweet after catching up on NXT from last night. Pick your favorite faction member turned from the modern era, early 2000s and older eras. Oh, modern era, early 2000s, older. Oh, like when Batista told Triple H, thumbs down. That was the the best. That was the best. That was
1: the best. What was better? That? I mean, that was probably the better thing than when they had the youngest world champion, Randy Orton, up on... Batista's shoulders and Triple H did the thumbs down, and they dumped him and kicked him out of the group. That was great. The poor random. That was great. And ever since then, he's been. Oh, screw you guys! I'm Legend Killer. Um, I mean, more recently,
2: I guess this is when they. I to say, when, they, when, I'm say they, when, when the elite left the Bullet Club.
1: <laughs> that was the worst. That was the absolute dirt oh, worst. Man. Oh, man. That was so bad. I remember being so confused because everything was so cool. And then it was like Tom and Tonga just happened. It just tweets Jay White's the leader of Bullet Club. What?
2: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like they did it all through paperwork and court filings.
1: <laughs> what?
2: That's not cool. Yeah, I just I woke up and I see this tweet from Tomatonga. I want to fight, and, and 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 whoever's staying at Bullet Club should win because that's how wrestling works. <laughs> that's what I want. Because okay. then whoever sticking around gets that rub, gets momentum going to the future. Oh man, I can't wait to see what happens in New Year's Dash. Like, wait, the elite didn't show up. They didn't show up. What? Wait, they're starting their own promotion. They said they were going to do that before Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, AW, that's a work. They're working us with that name. That name is so bad. <laughs> That'll never
1: come to pass.
2: Oh, this has got to be a placeholder name.
1: <laughs> this has got to be a dynamite. What kind of stupid name is that? That's a placeholder. <laughs> it's going to be something cool. Oh, my
2: goodness. Dylan wants you to do your Jesse Ventura impression. Would you like to do that? Would you
1: like to do a Jesse Ventura impression? Do you know Why? Who is that, Dylan? Dylan wanted me to do that? Yeah. Do you know why Retribution wasn't on the show tonight? Why? There's a grand conspiracy to keep Retribution off the show. Do you know why? Okay.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm just trying to do something. There are two good stories for Edge with each champion, but Roman becoming more obsessed with Edge is looking more likely the match we get at Mania. Yeah, once Roman mentioned uh, Edge on SmackDown, I was like, huh? That's going to be that's awesome the if they
1: show like during one of the segments, somebody's having Kevin Owens is having a match and it cuts to Roman Reigns in his uh, in his suite. And uh, and there's like a little picture of Edge taped to the wall. And then the next week, there's like a bigger poster of him. There's mm-hmm. like a picture of the live sex show up
2: there. And then a mural, <laughs> like just, the whole wall's painted.
1: Turned, he's wearing an Edge T-shirt.
2: Mm hmm. He's got a, you know, like bleaches his hair like Edge, you know, like it's the same color as Edge.
1: got those cheesy Edge shoes that Edge wears.
2: Yeah, the custom Jordans.
1: Those are so cheesy.
2: Uh, Gary MacArthur Booked Tucky joining Retribution because he got screwed after they were split up. He makes Christian be his best friend. There you go. (laughs) What now? Do what? Isn't that more? Still one of the weirdest things that they never even like made event had a sort of match between Tucky and Otis. After Tucky uh, screwed Otis out of the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. That was like when the Elite left Bullet and like, Club. And like Survivor <laughs> Series is right there. Just have it on the it kickoff right show. Survivor there. Series. They were on separate brands. The kick- it it
1: perfect there. the kickoff show. Exactly. They're on separate brands. Give them a f***ing match.
2: Didn't make any sense. Didn't make any sense. Dylan, what if Oscar did not open challenge and Rhea answered it? That'd be great.
1: Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Hammond Serrano,
2: which is a great name. It is a great name. Sorry, someone. White proudly says you should do a young Mongo show. <laughs> oh, okay. Would well, that be if young if Mongo played young uh, Mongo? Oh no, White pretty also says Sid, young Sid. <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, I went I went to school
1: because I, that's what you do when you go to school. When you're a kid, you go to school. What are you talking about? Uh, Hammond Serrano says, what do you think has the highest success rate? Damien Priest babysitting your children, Zach Gibson selling your house, or John Morrison as your personal trainer? Oh, John
2: Morrison is my personal trainer. He's probably a great trainer. He's probably a terrific trainer. You're going to learn to do all sorts of parkour stuff? That'd be Damien Priest would be fine as a babysitter.
1: I'd trust yeah. him to be a babysitter. Maybe not back when he was like exclusively hot tub guy, but he's a good guy now. Yeah uh, Zach Gibson selling my house in care in
2: kayfabe. That'd be terrible He'd be he'd like talking the house up Soon to be a new owner of this beautiful 1200 square foot <laughs> three-bedroom two-bath house Why'd you just spit on me <laughs> Soon
1: I know. To have the keys to this house be recognized <laughs> On, on the, the home deed owner. of the homeowner.
2: Yeah. Why are you talking like that? I didn't even put an offer in yet. Why are you whispering, <laughs> yelling at me?
1: Sign this paperwork.
2: Why? I'm going to put an offer in this dump. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you got to watch
1: let Flats. I already told you, mate. No doors, just ropes. Why is there no, do- why is there no doors? It's all ropes. Uh, let's see here. Dog Thorny figure, what would you like to be different about the fiend when he returns? He's like completely burnt
2: to a crisp. He's like still just super burnt. How about this? This is really messed up. How about this? Like someone tries to do a move, like grab his arm to, to <laughs> Irish whip him, and like his hand just falls off. Just comes off.
1: Yeah. And he looks down at it, looks at the guy. Oh man, that's good. Somebody posted a clip on Twitter. I have no idea who it was, but it was a a three second scene from Blade the movie. Mm-hmm. And I've I it's been twenty years since seen Blade, and it's a dude who's in like this weird room who's covered in blood, and then another guy who's like on fire, and he's like sort of you know, struggling cause he's on fire and like a fire chief and a couple of firemen come in and they mosey in and the fire chief says to the guy with the, the fire extinguisher, put that guy out. Yes, sir. He goes over there. There's nobody's rushing to his aid. They just sort of saunter in. Hey, put that guy out. <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't know what my username is. Hey, friendos, I just quit my delivery job after being forced to drive in the ice storm and corporate, forcing us to lose hourly pay.
1: What? That's awful. God damn. I'm so
2: tired of that crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your podcast, the Deadlock Boys, have been getting me through. Are you all fans of Deadlock Pod merch at all? Yes. Yeah, yes. We, we each have a Deadlock shirt. Yeah. We love Pulse. Deadlock. Tony Pizza Guy.
1: Tony Pizza Guy is like one of the nicest guys I met. Great people.
2: Ricky uh, wants you to check your Twitter DM, Steve.
1: Yeah, I already did. He sent. I defended you. He sent me a really, really poorly designed Larson family t-shirt design. And I said, do you want me to tell you what, what I told him? I said this. I said, this is terrible. Never interrupt me during the show unless it's amazing graphic design. And then he said, I spent the last 30 minutes making that. It's terrible look at this it's just like a photoshop of your head with the oh with your with the the neck tattoo with like it's you spent 30 minutes making that stop just stop trying to make stuff like this okay because you're wasting your time This is terrible Ricky and like there's a weird like white border on this side right here I refuse to believe you spent 30 minutes on that.
2: Doctor K Fabe, How do you think? Oh, how do you think Lacey's husband feels about in kayfabe? Okay, how do you think Lacey's husband feels about the Flair story?
1: Oh, well, he's like, man, I'm cool being cucked to Ric Flair. <laughs> Fine with that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Breeze Mellon says, uh, "How do we logically get Charlotte versus Oscar now? There's no logic to it. You can't logically get there. Charlotte can ask Oscar for a match."
2: Yeah, that's the only I mean, end. they really should have started the feud when they lost the tag titles because it's all right there. There's a promo where Oscar was basically at her wit's end with Charlotte.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You have – uh, they have their number one contender match that they lose.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh, Charlotte gets distracted there. Oscar's like, all right, enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you
2: got there. Instead, they went further with the Lacey Charlotte.
1: Thing. Well, I don't even know why they would have – like, Charlotte went literally the night they came back and won the tag titles. The next night on Raw, Charlotte said, hey, by the way, Oscar." You know, I scratched my back. You scratch, and then, or you scratch your my whatever it is. Can't fool yeah. me twice. And then, like she got interrupted, and they never picked that thread up again. That was like ages ago. All right. Anyways, that's gonna do it for the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support going in raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Stephen Larson. Get access to Frendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson.